Welcome to the Biz and Tech Podcast. My name is Blake Dowling. I'm the CEO of Aegis Business Technologies, and now I'm the author of the book, Professionally Distance, available locally in Tallahassee, Florida at Midtown Reader. For today's cyber tip, we are going to say, please be on the lookout for the dumbest, let's just go ahead and call it what it is, the dumbest <laughs> threat out there, the gift card scheme. Have you ever gotten an email that says, hey, it's your boss, go get me some gift cards, $100 increments, probably uh, five or six of them, and bring them back here. And then you get a follow-up email if you fall for the first part. And it says, oh yeah, and by the way, it's a secret for the staff, and no one can know, so scratch off the back and take a picture and send me the codes. And then guess what, you've been robbed, you've been ripped off, you've been scammed, the hackers got you. Why do people fall for this? I don't know. People might have an intern in place who've never seen that kind of thing. People might have a, an executive that's been on the job 30 years and might not have seen that kind of thing. It's devious. People fall for it. Don't be a victim. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we welcome Mayor John Daly to the Biz and Tech Studio. Mayor Daly, sir, welcome. Hey, is this when you pump in all the applause and everything? You know, the fireworks, the, the, the big audiences here and whatnot? Explosions. <laughs> Everything. Hey, man. Blake, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So it's been a challenging time in our world and our community. We'll get into that in a little bit. Sure. But talk a little bit about your background. You're from Tallahassee. I think the audience knows that. But uh, tell us a little bit about how you got from A to today. Actually, that's the first curveball, man. Everybody thinks I'm from Tallahassee. I was born in Miami. I thought you were from Tallahassee. Nah, so my dad grew up on Miami Beach, met my mom at Florida State. And after they graduated, moved back down to Hialeah. My mom and dad both taught in um, uh, the public school system down there. My older brother was born. My older sister was born. When I was born, after six months, my dad got accepted to the Ph.D. program at Florida State. We moved back up to Tallahassee and never left. So I'm from Tallahassee. I was raised in Tallahassee, but I'm actually born in Miami. Yeah, you know, that's that slight variance, because uh, I'll tell people I'm from Tallahassee sometimes, because I went to high school here. That's right. I work here. But when it comes down to it, I was born in uh, Texas. Yeah. And I went to middle school in Dothan, Alabama, yeah. as my grandparents call it, L.A., <laughs> Lower Alabama. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, but no, make no doubt about it. I mean, I'm from Tallahassee. I love Tallahassee. Tallahassee's a great city. Jenny and I spent seven years out and about, came back to Tallahassee, and uh, this is home. This is home. Awesome. Well, uh, on behalf of the community, a grateful community, we thank you for your leadership oh, during the past couple of months, years. It's been, it's been what it is, man. And uh, we keep plugging through it. Hey, so, you know, you, you run for office, you know, for quality of life issues, you know, municipal services, reasonable tax base, and then you get a year and a half in and get hit by a global pandemic, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more. So yes, you are correct. It has been a fascinating, for lack of a better term, uh, past year and a half. Uh, but I love the job each and every day. Absolutely. So I saw you at the Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce's annual community conference a couple of years ago. And one yep. of the things that really stood out, I've been going to that conference for 15 years now. It's a great place to network with folks from all backgrounds, I agree. all industries, public sector, private sector. But what I saw when I saw you, you were laughing, you were engaging um, with all folks in the room. But they showed a slide, and um, you and a local business person were at a restaurant doing a little dance. You know, <laughs> yeah. that sense of humor that you bring to the job, 
That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about that. I appreciate it. I enjoy the Chamber Conference. I, too, have been going for the past 15 years. I think it's important to support the business community. Look, I know that every now and then somebody's like, why does everybody get out of town? Well, if you stay in town, then you're going to be tied to your business. You're going to be on the phone. You're going to be on your email. By getting out of town, it gives everybody the opportunity to put the phones down, relax, concentrate on the setting in front of you, network and share some good times with local business owners and your friends. And uh, I think it's important, especially as mayor, to physically be there to show support for the business community. But hey, these are our neighbors, our friends, and it's just great to see everybody. This year in particular, haven't seen a lot of people in over a year, year and a half, because of um, the, the conference was canceled last year. From the humor standpoint, I could not agree with you more. You know, society is so tense and seems so angry nowadays. Anytime that we take a step back, take a deep breath, share a laugh together, even if it's at my expense, I'm all for it. I think it's great. Absolutely. To our clients, um, I manage our social media to the dismay of our employees, and they sometimes say, you're really going to post that on the Asia <laughs> social media? And I say, you know what? Every time I say the same thing, you know how serious the work we do is? Sure. If I can take one second to have a laugh. Yeah for our staff or for our clients. Let's yeah. take that moment. Blake, levity is so important. It really is. I mean, I think it's good for physical health. It's good for mental health. It sometimes also helps build bonds and relationships. But, you know, if we could just take a deep breath every now and then and share a good laugh, everybody benefits. Absolutely. And I do love that conference. Uh, this year I met a young man. First day, you know, they, they staggered out the sessions so they were smaller, um, you know, to minimize exposure, that sort of thing, to group settings. And this young man, Landis, he was with uh, Stearns Weaver Miller, mm -hmm. and he's manning a booth, and he's shaking hands and waving and smiling. I was like, hey, you want to come to my cyber presentation? Because it was Friday at like 4 in the afternoon. I'm like, <laughs> right. is anyone even here yet? Right, right. So I was recruiting. Right, right. I was, you know, building my audience. Right. And, and he's like. And again, it's Friday at four exactly <laughs> people are still in their office here in Tallahassee and we're about to give a breakout session on cybersecurity but he showed up and we talked throughout the weekend and I would not get an opportunity to engage with a um a senior law student in most days right or you or Fred from Goodwill or whomever all sure. the same room same time sure it's special sure and uh I'm glad it happened good stuff Good. All right, so when the phone rang yesterday, you came up, uh, Leon County Commissioner John Daly. I haven't <laughs> yeah, updated my phone in a while. Yeah, yeah changed it so over. So your journey, your journey as an elected <laughs> official. Was that your first elected office? That was Tell my us first, about that was my first what elected motivated office. you to do that yeah. and then to take this big leap to run for mayor and to get that. What? Uh, tell us about that journey. You know, I, I was... Uh, I was lucky enough to grow up in a family where public policy was dinner table conversation, okay? So my father served on the school board here in Leon County, but he also founded the Institute of Government, which is associated with Florida State and the university system Fig, across, across the state called? of Florida. Uh, Florida Institute of Government, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm their executive director current, I saw at the Chamber Conference. That's right. And in fact, I'm honored because uh, when my father passed away, they actually renamed it after him. So it's the John Scott Daly, Florida Institute of Government. That's awesome. I didn't know that. The Institute of Government is a research hub for local governments. So I literally grew up talking local government public policy, okay, and fell in love with it early on. I was that kid that I was lucky to know I wanted to be in government one way or the other. Question is, do you want to do career service? 
Do you want to run for office? And so throughout my life, I've always been involved somehow or another um, in government. I mean, come on, Blake. We went to high school together. I was in your student government back in high school. I mean, you know, I've always wanted to be involved with government. The most rock-solid student government of all time. <laughs> I don't know about that. Cameron Williams over at Leon said, I'm the best president <laughs> of the student body. No, sir, if you're listening, Cameron. Shout, shout out to Cameron. He's a great guy and a good friend. But no, I always knew I wanted to be involved with government. So to make a long story short, when Jenny and I moved back to Tallahassee in 05, uh, it just so happened that the county commissioner for District 3 was not going to run for re-election. Um, I always thought that my first step would be in municipal government. That's what I studied in college. That's what my professional world has always revolved around. But half of politics is being in the right place at the right time. There was an open seat. I lived in the district, threw my name in the hat, got elected in 2006. Awesome. Um, re-elected twice without opposition. Uh, spent 12 years on the county commission. And then when the, uh, the mayor at the time decided to run for governor, Andrew Gillum, uh, left an open seat. I had always wanted to be mayor. Uh, and threw my name in the hat, and I'm proud to sit here today as Mayor of Tallahassee. You know, what's interesting, Blake, is when I was in eighth grade, I participated in the youth and government program through the YMCA. It was a local government program. And in eighth grade, my peers actually elected me mayor of Tallahassee for a day, wow. where we took over city hall chambers, we drafted local ordinances, had the debates and everything. Fast forward to two and a half years ago, and I was sworn in as the mayor of Tallahassee about five feet from when then-Mayor Betty Harley swore me in as the YMCA mayor of the day, uh, which was kind of cool for me. I mean, I know it's cheesy, but it was kind of a full, cheesy at all. It's kind of a full circle of, uh, of uh, where my, my uh, political career has taken Hopefully me. you have a comparative photograph of both uh, I do. Distances. I do. Awesome. I look, I look the exact same, just about 100 pounds heavier. <laughs> we'll pop that up for the audience if you can uh, share it from your archive. Uh, awesome, do. man. Good we'll stuff. do. So at the Chamber Conference... Uh, there was some good news for our community that was announced. Amazon is coming to Tallahassee, Florida. Correct. You know, I don't think a lot of folks listening or watching today might know the gravity, the awesomeness of that situation and that announcement and the work right. it took to make that a reality. Right. You know, they hear a thousand jobs. Yeah, that's great. A couple of years. But well, what's that going to do for this community? It's going to do a lot for the community. First of all, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due with DeVoe Moore as a private citizen um, that really got the initiative moving forward. You know, um, but we've got an incredible economic development team, the county, the city. We were all on board. We knew the impact that this could have for our community. We're talking over a thousand jobs. Um, we're talking not only for the Tallahassee Leon County area, but for the MSA. When you think about Jefferson County, Gaston County, Wakulla County, and we desperately need uh, good, solid, paying jobs here in Tallahassee to complement the business community that is currently here. That's how we move our community forward. If you think about it, Blake, in the past two and a half years, we've had about a half a billion dollars worth of private investment in Tallahassee. Um, that's unprecedented compared to the last 10 years in Tallahassee. And this is outside investment coming to Tallahassee. They see that Tallahassee is a great place to live, work, and play. People want to be here. People want to work here. And again, that's how we expand the economy, supporting our local businesses, attracting new businesses like Amazon, and uh, really moving the city forward. It's nice to hear those numbers. I know people will appreciate those statistics from a, just a visual, from a street level. You know, when I was here in high school versus when I showed up here 15 years ago to uh, start my career at Aegis. Right. 
I looked around Midtown. There was gas stations on either end of, of Aegis. Right. Uh, Chez was still Chez right. It was Chez a thousand years ago, and I loved sure. it. But Midtown, there was no um, Brass Tap, and there was no sure. Finnegan's Wake Part 2. Um, and then I saw Midtown just explode before my eyes. Yeah. What a cool thing to see. And then, like, uh, a friend of mine, Ryan Newell, who plays guitar for Sister Hazel, he's been playing Floyd's, you know, with, with his band and other venues in town, like Floyd's. Uh, for years and years the and dailies. years. The dailies, we're hazelnuts. We're hazelnuts. There we go. Absolutely. <laughs> Next time they're in town, we'll go see them for Absolutely. sure. But uh, he's just like, wow, we were sitting under the uh, oaks at Table 23, mm-hmm. which Mandy, who uh, you know we've known since high yeah. school, opened with her family. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, you think of communities like Austin or Atlanta or whatever. Tallahassee's putting their name on that list as a cool spot, and it's awesome to be a part of that. Well, and, you know, like when I was in college and undergraduate at Florida State, Gain Street was the warehouse district. Nobody went down there. You know, there was a couple of bars down there, but it, but it yeah, was Yeah, I only nothing. went to the warehouse. Right. So, like the pool place. That's right. So And the late night library. Okay. <laughs> I was that. down there, too. Yeah. But, you know, it was the warehouse district. Right. And so you think about the growth of College Town and what we have now compared to just, you know, 25 years ago. It is absolutely amazing. What's also really cool when you think about the development of College Town is because it was the warehouse district, the dirt underneath College Town today is cleaner than before the development. There was a lot of environmental cleanup that needed to take place that, right. that you know through public-private partnership, the city, the CRA, the county. So literally, not only do we have great development, but the dirt, the environmental aspects of it are cleaner than it was. And that's something to be proud of, too. That's huge. Southwood. Uh, Cascades north, Park. North of Killarne, Cascades. Absolutely. It's like a different community. It's awesome. All right. Well, speaking of awesome. So your career now, we're in our early 40s, we'll call it. Uh, well, I'm kind of pushing the other end. Late, <laughs> late 40s. Late 40s. Hey, I'm but, using uh, 40s for as long as I can. There we go. So uh, proudest <laughs> moment of your career thus far. What could, you, uh, what could you throw to the top of that list? My goodness. Um, so I would have to say, first and foremost, just being elected to office um, is such an honor and a privilege, you know, to have the community trust you as an elected official with budget decisions, with policy decisions, with local ordinances. Every day I wake up and I'm really thankful both for having the opportunity to serve as a county commissioner, but the awesome responsibility of serving as mayor. I think um, when we look back at the economic development decisions that we're making, a lot of the social policy decisions that we're making. Uh, It really brings Tallahassee to the forefront. And the fact that we're nationally recognized as the number one public utility in the nation. Blake, I don't know if I I read about that in Florida Trend yesterday. Yeah, I don't know if I can narrow it down to just one, nor do I think I can take credit all by myself because with the council management form of government, it truly is a team approach. But I am uh, blessed to be able to say that over the past 12 years on the county, two and a half years at the city, we we have done some very transformational things, both in the environmental policy, um, business realm, but also uh, in social policy as well. Awesome. So shifting gears, sports. We're about T minus uh, <laughs> Saturday noon. I think is the first college football game. You better and believe then it. Fast forward to next Wednesday, you and then the SEC it. and the ACC get going. <laughs> That's right. So it's go time. It is go time. Whether you, root, I'm excited. Whether you root for the uh, local squad with uh, Mr. Norvell, we wish him well, we or 
the team from Gainesville. Go Gators. We wish Dan Mullen and his team all the best. So we've been sports fans our whole lives. Yeah, now hold on now. Hold on now. Let's, let me give a shout out to the Rattlers as well. We forget that FAMU had an undefeated 9-0 season at home before COVID hit. Obviously, they didn't mm-hmm. have a chance to play last year. Coach Simmons has got it going on. FAMU just moved to the SWAC, mm-hmm. which is a huge, huge, huge conference. I mean, I look at it through different lenses. Not only am I a FAMU fan as well and love going to the football games and grew up going to the football games as well, uh, but uh, the economic impact, you know, as putting on my mayor hat of mm-hmm. not only – FSU home football games, but also FAMU home football games and the tremendous amount of success that they've had. Yeah, it's going to be a great season all the way around. Well, my Florida State, Florida mentions were, of course, just to rattle you uh, and poke fun at you know, some hard times I, y'all have had lately, I, which I understand. it's all cyclical. Knowles are coming back. Knowles are coming back. We were, uh, we were four wins uh, just not that long ago. So <laughs> it's all cyclical, and we wish everyone the best. Now that we're preseason, we can still be very positive and rah-rah. But, um, Absolutely. So the question is – Favorite sporting event of all time. Oh, wow. And it's a loaded question, of course, because you could say kids T-ball or you could say national championship under Coach Bowden. Rest in peace, sir. Uh, But the question is yours, sir. All right. I got got three for you. Uh, Number one, you are correct. As a dad, you know, watching your kids play sports is – I mean – you can take any day out of the ball field, and it's absolutely fantastic. When they get that great hit or that great catch or they shoot that incredible um, basketball shot – um, it's, it's, it's a powerful feeling as a father watching your kids enjoy sports and learning how to play sports. If you're asking on a collegiate level, there are two that come to mind immediately. All right, you remember uh, Shelton Bridges. Shout out to Shelton Bridges. We went to high school with Shelton and everything. When Shelton and I were in 10th grade, his father took us up to the FSU Clemson football game. The FSU Clemson football game. Is that a Bowden, We're not is that only, a Bowden Bowl game not, or not, not yet? Only before the Bowden Bowl, Pre-Bowden this Bowden. is okay. the punt ruski. Ah. And we're sitting there as uh, sophomores in high schools. Man, we're about 35 rows up, pretty close to the end zone. And we saw live in person the punt ruski. And it was absolutely amazing. And if you remember, that was the game where the Clemson fans were all over Deion Sanders. Right. And Deion went back and Clemson's kicking off after a touchdown and he stood just like Babe Ruth and he pointed to the end zone like I'm about to take it all the way back. <laughs> and sure enough, Deion caught the ball, ran it all the way, ran the kickoff all the way back for the touchdown. And it was, that was an amazing game. But I got to tell you, and I'm going to poke right back at you, probably one of the most exciting games ever was 1993. In the swamp. 31-31. In the swamp. Oh, wait. No, that 31-31 was here. Nope, 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 nope. This is the one where we came back and we beat you. And then we went on and we won the national championship. This is Charlie Ward. And I was sitting right there with my brother, Charlie Daly. We had went we went down just on a whim. We found, you know, somebody selling tickets out outside the stadium. I mean, we were like twenty rows up on the five yard line, right? In the swamp, in this little, little tiny Florida State section. Okay. Right. And all of a sudden though, right in front of us, I'll never forget the play. Charlie Ward drops back, turns to his left, hits Work Dunn, who runs eighty five yards straight down the sidelines to score the touchdown. And it was absolutely electric i've never seen the swamp so quiet before and i've never seen the Seminoles just go absolutely bananas and yep. when you go back in like the famous pictures there's this one picture where it's charlie ward midair the ball just left his hands warwick sitting there ready to catch it and if you look you know how they have the blurred stadium you know the fans in the stadium you can see my brother and me like grabbing <laughs> each other by the neck like here he goes here he goes here he goes that's awesome but those are two of the best um 
sports games that I've ever attended. I mean, I've been to two of the national championships with Florida State, but yeah. um, just pure excitement and just tension. Those were those were two incredible games. You know, my favorite games and most exciting, obviously, are different. Um, to counter yours, now I'm now I got to <laughs> get back in the game here. Fast forward a couple of years, '97. Florida State comes back to Gainesville, right. highly ranked. Right. We were probably 10. Y'all were probably one or two. And uh, last second bomb to uh, Jacquez Green, I believe, hauled it yep. in about 60 yards yep. on the sideline. Yep. What yep. a win. And you were talking yeah. about electric. Yeah. Well, the good news is, I mean, it's such an incredible rivalry. I mean, everybody gets jazzed up for it. Yep. The tension is great. You know, in college football, the beauty about it is anybody that comes out to play, you never know who's going to win, right? Mm-hmm. And so, especially with that rivalry, everybody's on their A game. They're coming out. They're doing their best. It's oh, yeah. a lot of or fun. right back the other side of the coin, uh, our national championship run in 96, we come to Tallahassee number one. Yep. You had no big deal. Where's the hard game, as my uh, father-in-law says? <laughs> yeah, we got whooped. And then that rematch occurred. Yep. Thanks to Texas. And uh, what a great what a great sport. That was great. Now, you notice I did not mention uh, any of my uh, my – uh, athletic abilities on the bas- high school basketball team that uh, <laughs> which are I think there's a legend spoken about those days legendary hey we might not have been the best but we had a good time right uh, I mean, Mr. Roland uh, I talk to you on Twitter regularly That's uh, right. Jay Smith here in our community hey, Jay Smith was my point guard you know it's, uh, Adam uh, Fritz was on that team that's right it was an all-star team that's right Sheldon Bridges was on that team all- Lee Willis it was, it, was, it was a good time you know Jay and I laugh all the time because when we stand next to each other there's about two inches difference and he was the point guard and I was the center that should tell you a little something <laughs> about the talent that we had we had no height whatsoever and, and whatnot but it was a good time it was a good time <laughs> all right c19 um you know we're a long way into it yeah so on the home front we all know the challenges i mean you can elaborate on some sure. that you want to talk about but on the home front any new hobbies pop up uh my wife for example adopted three kittens we painted every <laughs> we painted every square inch. That's a lifestyle, man. That's not a hobby. It became a hobby because she said, "I'm not coming back with kittens. I'm just gonna go look at them." We painted every square inch of our exterior and right. interior. Right. We can paint. We could have painted like the concrete. That was the only thing left. Right. You can't paint the driveway. Right. That's not environmentally sound. Right. Uh, but anyway, what uh, on the home front? Tell us uh, something new, something entertaining, and then yeah. on the work front, what was what were those challenges like? Well, I can definitely tell you that fourth grade math is not one of my <laughs> hobbies. <laughs> you remember back when we had the shutdown and everybody, you know, all the kids are doing distance learning. And Dad, will you help me? Oh my gosh! And I would go and I'd sit down. I was like. Uh, and I would try to help him out. And he would say, Dad, that's not how we're learning it. I was like, that's how I learned it. They're like, no, 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 no. That's not how we're learning it. It was like, so not only was it trying to actually understand uh, fourth grade math, but at the same time, trying to make sure that you're teaching it the way how the teacher teaches it, not necessarily how we taught it. So right. that, that, was, that, was, that was a nice challenge. So we have two boys. They're now 12 and 10, but during the pandemic, you know, during the, the, the stay-at-home order and everything, they were 11 and 9. And one thing that we figured out real quickly is that it's easy to get sucked into uh, video games and uh, phones and everything. So I tried really hard to make sure that they were active and we would stay busy. So as a hobby, one thing that was pretty cool was uh, my boys are into engineering and building and all that kind of stuff. That's cool. And so we would get out the power tools. It gave me an opportunity to teach them safety and how to operate the tools and drills and saws and that kind of stuff. But we also built a lot of cool things together. Now, as a result, I don't have a lawnmower. 
<laughs> because we took the wheels and the bars and everything <laughs> off of it to build the homemade. Is it a go-kart? We built a, we built a homemade go-kart. That was a it guess. Was, it was one of the, the greatest things. We took, we took uh, the wooden handles off the wheelbarrow. We don't have a wheelbarrow anymore. <laughs> but we had some, you know, scrap two-by-fours and stuff around the house. And awesome. literally, it was the old school, the rope steering with your feet, with the, with the lawnmower wheels on it. How many horsepower are we talking? Uh, well, as fast as I could run to push it to get it going down the hill. And we got a couple of good hills in the neighborhood that we would drag it over and put the bicycle helmets on. Right. Number one, it worked. I was very impressed. But number two, it was great family time. Kept them busy. They learned a couple of new things as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's been a lot of fun. It's actually become a little tradition in the neighborhood. So what, when we got done kind of playing with it, there was another family with kids same age that wanted to play. So we let them have it. And then we told them, you got to put a modification on it. you got to put your stamp on it. And then when you're done with it, pass it to another family so they can play with it. So we're on the fifth family in the neighborhood over the course of the past year. And it's actually hysterical. Some families will put, like, fenders on the back. Some families just put <laughs> stickers on it. So it's like it's, it's become this thing that has kind of grown. But to answer the question, we, we worked really hard to keep the boys busy, make sure that we were outside getting some fresh air. Right. If you can learn a little something along the way, that'd be great too. But really kind of diving into those type of projects. You know, we had a couple of the rockets off the shelf. You know, remember when we were kids? Of course. The rock. We did a lot of that. So We did that in the Boy Scouts too. Right. Yeah. Between that and then for my own mental health, um, I love to read. Sometimes I don't get to read as much as I want to. Um, but I started really reading again. And I have a good in. book recommendation for you, too. Please, yeah. Professionally anyway. Distanced by uh, <laughs> local author Blake Dowling. Dude, I walked right into that. <laughs> Golly, how come I didn't see that coming? My goodness. But, uh, yeah, and I do look forward to, to reading your book. But um, Keep your expectations reasonable. No, I'm sure it's going to be great. There I'm sure go. it's going to be great. But, yeah, so, you know, kind of working with the kids, doing some family stuff, it also um, kind of keeps your mind off everything else that's going on, and um, it was a good time. So kind of morphing into COVID Part, Part and, and, and talking about it, Right. Um, it was challenging for everybody. My family, no different, and it continues to be challenging for everybody. If you think of society in general, and then you, know, you go from there, national, state, local, we had the social unrest and the protest in the streets. It was the busiest hurricane season on record in the history of the Gulf of Mexico. Um, Sidebar, what a lot of people don't understand is that even though we didn't get hit by a storm per se, as soon as a named storm hits the Gulf of Mexico, there's about 250 people in our community that go into full emergency mode to prep. So even though we don't get a hurricane, that doesn't mean that you've got great men and women from just about every department of the city and the county, law enforcement, first responders. Sometimes when it gets closer, they go into Alpha Bravo, 12 hours on, 12 hours off. Overlay that with COVID and trying to keep your workforce safe, keep the public safe, on top of just trying to uh, deal with the social justice issues that we were, you know, all all involved with last year and just keeping the lights on and picking up the garbage. So it was a tense time to say the least. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest challenges that I had on a personal note is, okay, so we have a stay at home order. We're working from home. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help run the city from my house and I've got an 11 year old and a nine year old. And now we have protests in the streets and all the security measures that come with that, obviously. And making sure that I had space in the house that I could go to out of earshot of boys. 
unfortunately, you know, um, my kids will probably remember this time as a time their experience will be different than probably the average family because unfortunately they probably heard more, especially on security issues and stuff. Sure. Then they needed to hear. So I was very, Jenny and I were very conscious about making sure that we try to normalize home as much as you can during all the craziness. All families were doing that. Sure. But at the same time, making sure that the duties and responsibilities of being mayor, um, did not negatively impact them from a mental health perspective. Look, we're still in this pandemic. Um, we, we can't let our foot up off the gas. We, we've got to stay vigilant. And, um, and I'm encouraging everybody to do so, not just in Tallahassee, but across the country and across the world. Excellent. All right. So uh, before we wrap up today, what's the greatest thing about Tallahassee, Florida, in your opinion? Greatest thing are the people, the citizens. Look, I've been to many cities just like you have. Um, and there's a lot of great cities that got a lot of cool things, whether it's the physical structures, the infrastructure, the grid laid out. You can look at the art scene. You can look at the music scene, the academic scene, the business community. But at the end of the day, it's the citizens of Tallahassee that make it work. We have got incredible people that live here. You notice we just also launched in the mayor's office the Tallahassee Awards, which is a new uh, program that we have where we are celebrating citizens in Tallahassee and their amazing stories. That's awesome. I laugh all the time and say, you know, uh, Tallahassee is a city with a population of 200,000, but yet we still stop and say hi to each other on the sidewalk. So how does anyone listening today make someone eligible for uh, the Tallahassee Award? How does that work? You just go to um, 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 talgov.com slash Tallahassee Awards, submit your nomination. Awesome. Is that for individuals or businesses? Just individuals. Just individuals. Huge. And, um, you know, by the end of September, we're going to close it out and we'll make selections and we're going to start the new Tallahassee Award Ceremony and everything. But, yeah, it's the citizens of Tallahassee that really, really make the difference. I agree. And, you know, our state, our community here in Tallahassee, Jeannie and I joke, you know, like, you know, we didn't leave the state of Florida last year. For health concerns, for a lot of reasons. Right. I don't want to jump on a plane unless I could avoid it. Right. Uh, Gainesville, Panama City, Destin, Tallahassee, Apalachicola. It's a great place to live. And it you is. forget it. You don't forget about it, but you might take advantage of it sometimes. Like, oh, we need to go to Los Angeles and we need to go to Paris. Sure. Well, let's just go to Apalachicola. Sure. Go to Oyster City Brewing Company. I'd never right. been. We went last year for the first time. So neat. Tallahassee is one of the top 10 cities in the southeast United States to work, live, and play. One of the top 100 across the country. I mean, sometimes we take this all for granted, but, um, but it really is an amazing city, and it comes down to the residents. Awesome. Well, that's a great place to stop for today's BizInTech podcast. Any closing comments, Mayor John Daly? Blake, you're the man. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, do want to encourage everyone out there to get their vaccination, wear their mask. Let's be smart. Let's be safe. We're going to get through this pandemic together. Vaccine only made me sick for a day. It was worth it. Here we go. All right. Thank you for listening today. Thank you again for your leadership, Mayor Daly. Everyone listening appreciates you, our governor, our county commissioners, everyone in leadership. What a challenge they went through the past year and a half. Thank you for listening. Check out AegisBizTech.com for more hijinks and cyber threat updates. But for now, we're signing off. I'm Blake Dowling. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. This is the BizInTech Podcast. See you next time. See you, everybody.